loves me and that he cares for me. And I'm glad to just be a part of the, the family of God. And I'm glad that, uh, that my name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's nothing I've done, but it's been by his grace and his mercy that he's allowed us to uh, uh, be in his family tonight. And I'm glad that he, he, he just picked me to be a part of that tonight. And uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, we're always looking for a, a dynamic move of God. We, we're always looking for direction and, and then what uh, God is doing. Uh, and sometimes we come to a place in all of our lives, and I, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes you do wonder uh, in the state that our world's in and the world that we're living in, you're, we sometimes wonder what God's trying to say to the church or what direction he's trying to take the church in or what what the plans is in the near future and, and just where we're at in the 21st century. And Brother Andre the other morning, uh, I, I got it, uh, tickled a little bit and I kind of got excited. I wanted to put on my Superman outfit when he said that we're just going to start being launched out, you know, that uh, uh, we're going to be in the rockets and, and things is going to happen. And I got to thinking, man, I want to be right smack dab in the middle of what God's doing. And I want to be a part of it. And I want to be a part of what God's doing in this 21st century. And so uh, I was thinking, Lord, where are we at today in society? And where are we at in the church? And what do you got planned? And sometimes, I think sometimes in life that we, if we're not careful, we just go and, and some of us have served God a long time. I hope that we don't get what I call stuck in a rut, but I feel like sometimes we do. And sometimes we just go through the motions of things. And, and as I was studying the other day, I, I, I come across the thought and I come across something that I thought, wow, that was pretty interesting. And, and it touched me in a way that I thought, well, I think God is maybe speaking to me maybe, perhaps. And if he is, maybe then... Uh, I can share with you what I feel like God's put in my spirit. But in St. John chapter 15, everybody knows it, and it's very familiar uh, scripture, but it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go forth and bear fruit. And whatever you asked in the Father in my name, he may give you. You did not choose me, but I've chosen you. I remember as a young man at the age of 21 or 22 when I got 22 when I got saved and I gave my life to the Lord. I remember as a young man back then, and, and some of you might know, uh, uh, remember, but some of you older ones like me might remember that every service just about they had testimony service. Somebody got a testimony, stand up and testify. Well, you know, everybody wanted to testify. And I remember sitting in the seat sometimes and I, I heard different ones say, I'm glad that I finally chose to serve the Lord. And I never thought too much about that until I really started getting into the Word and started dissecting it and trying to uh, learn more about God that we didn't choose Him, He chose us. And I got to thinking that, man, I'm so thankful that 
there was a time that God drawed every one of us to him in some fashion or some form. And so you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you might go forth and bear fruit. And then he went on to say, these things I command you that you love one another. We've been chosen. Not that we chose him, but that we've been chosen. God chose me before the foundations of the world was ever brought into existence, that God knew us. Now bear with me just a minute, I'm going somewhere. But he chose you before, the, before you was formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. That's how important that we are to the family of God. That's how important we are to God. That before the foundations of the world was ever brought into existence, God took time out of his busy schedule and he said, one day I'm going to form a Mike Burton in my life. And he's going to be a part of me. I'm going to adopt him and graft him into this thing. See, God chose me before the foundations of the world because he had to work for me. He had a plan for my life. Some wonder why they're still here. The things that should have tucked you out, for some reason, you're still here. Some wonder the things that I've been through, how have I made it thus far? You made it thus far because God chose you. You made it through what you've been going through because simply God chose you. He had a plan for your life and for my life. Sometimes we've been through all kinds of situations and all kinds of bad things and good things and some things have just, David said that one day that he said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, now Israel can say. One day back on the backside of the desert, David looked back in his life and, and looked back in Israel's life and he said, it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. When the waters was getting ready to come pass about us, and overtake us he said if it had not been for the Lord and sometimes you and I have been through things that if it had not been for the Lord and so you're here tonight because God still has a perfect perfect plan and purpose for your life you're not just merely existing tonight we're just not merely floating around working day to day and just doing our own business, raising kids and, and a family and going to work and making money and buying boats, cars and all houses and all this. And we do those things, but it's more importantly, God still has a purpose for your life. Because see, I believe that when the purpose is over, we go to heaven. And when he's done with us here on earth, there's a place prepared for me. And so until that place is prepared, until my mansion, if you want to call it that, is built, God still says, I have a plan for your life. Now, we hear that a lot of times, but when we realize that God chosen us, God has a plan for us. And sometimes when you think about this 21st century and the things that we're doing and the things that we're living in because I have really been praying God what is the direction of the church not just this church but as a church in general the church as a whole because believe it or not we're living in a time that the world is changing America as we once knew it is no longer the America that we know our America that I grew up in and the America that I grew up in is not the same America that I see today. And the things that's happening in our society, I've never seen before. 
things that's going on in our world I have never seen before. I've heard of it in third world countries, but I've never heard of it in our country. The sin that is running rapid today, I've never got to see it before like I do now. Yes, sin's always been around. Yes, things has always been here. Trouble's always been around, but I do know this, is there was a woman one time that Jesus met at the well. And so, as I begin to think about the woman at the well, Jesus saw the woman at the well. He seen that life had taken a lot out of her. And sometimes you and I, as Christians now, I'm speaking on a Christian term and a sinner term, kind of basically at the same time, but I'll mix it together here in a minute. Jesus saw that the woman at the well had been through a lot of things in life. She was there to draw more water. She was in a cycle of life. She had been in a cycle of bad relationships, a cycle of bad marriages, a cycle of bad people around her. She was in a cycle of just getting older and seeing the same old thing day after day. She had seen things happen in her own personal life. Then Jesus seen, seen her and he told her, there's a, there's a solution to your problem. He said, what you have to do, you got to change your well. And he told her, he said, you got to change the well that you're drinking out of. And you know, sometimes we as Christians, we go through our daily routines and we love God and we love the Lord and we do a lot of things and we, we praise the Lord. And, and as we see things happening in our world, I think sometimes God's looking at us and saying, listen, things are different today. What you've been drinking out of is not quite as good as what you need to start drinking out of. Because see, there's things that's happening that's going to make us start changing. Our prayer life, it needs a new change. Because things are different today. Things are different. And so, I think sometimes that we just have to change the way we've been drinking. The well that she had been drinking out of did her good physically, but it didn't do her good spiritually. Only until she made a change to drink from the well of living water is when things started taking place. And in the scenario, I want to use this in our own lives. As there are things that are happening in the world today, listen. You and I have a mandate of God. We have a purpose in this life. You're not just here. When people, I see people write things on Facebook that is so discouraging sometimes, I think, give it up and let God take over your life. You know, because we're in this thing. We're in the world, but we're not of it. And the thing is, if there's ever anybody going to get hope, they're going to see hope through you and I's life. If there's anybody going to have life and, and know Jesus, they're going to know Jesus through us. And so sometimes I think that we got to change the well that we've been drinking out of because this well that God gives is joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's a well that gives love and not hate. It's a love that has joy for whosoever will.
It's a joyful way that you and I must live today to show the world that, hey, we've got the goods today. So sometimes we got to change our well. We got to change the way that we've been praying. We got to change the ways that we've been seeking God and say, God, do a new work in our lives. Do a new thing in this 21st century because I'm telling you, God's trying to tell the church something. He's trying to really tell us something today, church. There's a world that's lost and dying tonight. And we are, the, somebody said that Jesus is the light of the world and we know that he is. But you know what we are? We are the extension cords that's plugged up to the light. And so if there's anybody going to get anything out of anybody, they're going to see it in us. I talked to a man yesterday. I went to his house and, and had talked to him and he, he began to share with me about getting saved at the real men's rally. And he did it because he's seen other men. And this guy didn't even want to serve the Lord. He wasn't even, he said, I'll be honest, I didn't, I even told pastor, I'm not into all that stuff. But one day he met Jesus at the well. <laughs> he met Jesus at the well. And if you've ever met Jesus at the well, you'll never be the same again. And he said, my mom and them's of a different faith and different religion, but he said this. He said, Jesus has changed my life. The drinking that I used to do, I do no more. And he said, you know what, brother? He said, I didn't even have to go to a rehab. He said, I went to Jesus. And can you imagine a real men's rally where there's nothing but men? This guy let his pride, his, his guard down, and he said, Jesus, whatever it takes, do it. See, I think sometimes we as Christians and we as non-believers, sometimes we just need to start drinking from the well of life again. Because sometimes I really do think that we, myself included, sometimes we just go through the motions of life and one day Jesus comes by and say listen you're thirsty you're weary and if you'll just come back and drink from me I'll make your prayer life the life that it should be I'll make your home life the home life it should be and you know this is Wednesday night and I'm fixing the clothes but this is prayer meeting night and listen, church, the world don't have a chance without us. And I mean that. God uses us tonight. He flows through you and I. He does his work through you. God can do anything he wants, but he chose us. See, that's the key. He can do anything he wants, but he chose us to do it. He didn't choose some other being or some other deal he said I in the beginning created man out of the dust of the ground and I breathed in him the breath of life the spirit of God breathed in us and so if the world's going to change and somebody listen I truthfully don't know if we're living in the end times which I know we're more in the end times than what I was 40 years ago and I know that we're in the end times more than when Bud was born. And I, I know that he was, the only reason I said that is because he smiled when I said that. But I know that 
we're in the end times, but we're at in the end times, I don't know. Some people says, well, and myself have even said, this has got to happen because, you know, it's going to happen because uh, uh, just one day it's got to transpire to get to the end times. So this could be happening. Then somebody else said, well, it's because of the uh, sin that America has done for years. Now she's paying for it. And I, I don't, truthfully, I'm trying to find what God's direction is in that area. But I do know this, what's important is that we keep doing what God wants us to do and keep working the work and drinking from the well of life that if it is the end time, then it's up to us to bring more folks in. If it is the end time, then it's up to us to pray over this city that demons won't take over Papa Bluff. If it is the end time, God is calling his church to do what we got to do in this last day or in this generation. If it is what God is really saying, he said, listen, there is territorial demons that is in the air. There is things that we have to bind and we have to take authority over. There is things in life that we have to rebuke and bind it in the name of Jesus. There is things. So whatever the evilness is that's plotting in America today, the church is a great force that there's power given to you and I that we can override the enemy tonight, that, 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 that the blood of Jesus will stop an onslaught of demonettes from taking over a city or a nation or a country, that there's power in the name of Jesus and that God looks to the church to bring forth the power of God and we bring it forth through prayer, intercede and seek in the face of God, trust in God, that God will roll back the windows of heaven, that God will move the mountains that need to be moved. But God looks to the church tonight one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. Can you imagine what a group of people that has a mind with one mind and one accord that begins to agree on earth and begin to pray together, believe in God, that God's going to move mountains in people's lives or that God is going to do a work in Popper Bluff, Missouri. If you get a body of believers praying for the same thing, I promise you the windows of heaven will open up. But there's power in the name of Jesus. And so sometimes we have to change our well. I've had to change my well several times. If you drink from this well tonight, how many has tried to do things on their own? <laughs> Jesus, help me, Lord. I'm telling you, I, I went through something about 12 years ago that I lived in guilt, shame, and all kinds of stuff. And I tried for years to do it on my own. And it don't work. You can make your own self feel bad. You can make your own self feel guilty. You can, you can waller in your own self-guilt, whatever you want to do. But that doesn't change the fact that you're not going anywhere. But I know that when you begin to pray in that name that's above every name, I know that there's power in Jesus' name. And if you read the scripture, 
He said, when you, when you know that you've been chosen of me, that, 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 that I personally called Mike Burton. I personally called Connie Burton. I personally called Randy West. I personally called Brother Beebe. When, 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 when we figure out that God personally called us, and when he chose us, the greatest thing in the, in the last part of that scripture, it just simply lets us know that he said, when you realize that I have chosen you, that you can ask anything in my name and the Father will do it. That's pretty powerful to know that you're chosen. And he said, when you figure out that I really chose you, then I'm going to tell you something that's bigger than that. Test me. Ask me. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven. That's pretty good. I don't care who you are. That's good. That's good stuff when you know that God said, I chose you, and not only did I choose you, but that you can ask anything in my name, that, and I'll do it. And you know what God cannot do? He cannot lie. That's the most powerful thing about God is he can't lie. And so, see, church, we got, we got a great father. Stand with me tonight. We got a great father that loves us. And so if things ain't working in your lives tonight and, and things just ain't really going the way that they should, do like I did. Change your will. Sometimes even Christians, if we're not careful, we, 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 we're just not drinking the right stuff. It takes a baby being born. They, they live on milk. And without that milk, they die. And you can sit in church for years, and if you stop drinking from the well, you're going to dry up. But the good thing about God's well, it never runs dry. So I want to encourage you tonight is if things ain't going so well in your lives, <clears throat> I want you to remember one thing, a couple things. One is you've been chosen by God. Number two is you can you got a promise that you can ask anything in his name and the, that the, the, and the Father will do it. And the third thing is, if it's not been working, then just change the well. Sometimes cisterns run out, but you got to still dig another cistern, right? Dig another well. And God is what? He's our well. He's the fountain that never runs dry. And so uh, if you need prayer tonight for anything, if your wells run dry and you need prayer and you want us to pray for you, we want you to come up. We want to pray with you. And for everybody else that would, just let's just come up to the altar and let's just stand around and let's pray. And uh, pray that, that, first of all, pray for our nation. Pray, listen, if God... If God ever need to intercede on something, he needs to intercede on America tonight. If he ever needed to move, he needed to move on America tonight. If there ever needs to be a change come about, it needs to be in America. And can I tell you that we have the power to help make change tonight? 
because we God chose us to flow through tonight, church. The world's a better place tonight because the church is still here. I'm going to say this in closing. If, if the church leaves tonight, this world is gone nuts, even though we think it is already. The world will be crazy, but the only thing that's holding it back is God said the church is still here. So come on with me. Would you gather around and let's, let's, let's pray. <clears throat>